When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode 33, season 12 of the Fighting God podcast. Today joined by Ricky and Flonius. How you doing, boys? Not bad. Not bad at all. <clears throat> Wonderful. Um, Spiffing. What's the worst injury you've ever had? In the world. T, were Do you, you... want to go, Ricky? No, no, I want to go oh. with you first because we started talking yeah. about this. Um, oh. Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, as a child at the age of about, probably about eight, I shut my thumb in a car door. So above so above the um, the joint of the thumb, just above that. So the, all of it was in the door was fully shut in that. And um, even the next day I was crying. Um I don't think anything was broken, but a whole new nail. Um, I've had any, I've, I've had any bad injuries, but what I was kind of um, regaling um, before we recorded was um, I had to have um, laser surgery on my eye, and um, which isn't bad in and of itself. You have to be awake and conscious, and you have to have your eye open. And um, yeah, the smell of um, I don't know if you can call it flesh because it's your eye, but that smell will stay with me a very long time. It felt like burning meat when they were putting a laser into my eye. So. Um, that's probably about as grim as I've got for you guys, really, sadly. Ricky, what's yours? I don't know what happened there. I I, I'm, I don't know if I like zoned out for one second, but like your, I heard a story about your thumb got got trapped in a car and then it went to like laser eye surgery. I was like, yeah, what the things. fuck happened there? That's a, that's a weird issues. way to fucking fix a broken thumb. <laughs> get his eyes. Get his eyes. No, I was a prototype in, the ni- in 1988. <laughs> get, get, get his eyes. <laughs> Rick, Rick, you haven't had many injuries is that true no i i have oh you have what's what's your worst then uh worst is surprise surprise broken finger not that finger what not the one um, that your, your my, daughter did to you no not that one no it's the one next to it my actual the what would you call it the, the wedding ring finger from yeah um, if it's on the left that finger so when i so when i was Eight or nine, um, I got a new BMX for my birthday, and because the uh, BMX handles are quite wide com- in comparison to the bike I had previously, I was quite wobbly on it. And as I was um, riding my bike, I fell off my bike, 
and fell onto a parked lorry, like just just whacked into the side of it. And my neighbour Debbie came out, and she um, she said, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah." And she checked my head, and she said, "You okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then she picked up my right arm. She said, "You okay?" I was like, "Yeah, Debbie, I'm fine, mate." And then she picked up my left hand, and when she picked it up, my finger was hanging on by a bit of skin. Did you say? Did you? So I um, did you? Did you somehow re- got it caught? Did you? Did you refer to one of your superiors as? Or right, I'm a fine mate. No, no, no. I'm just saying it now for yeah. podcast bands, isn't it? So what? Like what nine what, years what, old. What, what, when she saw your finger <laughs> hanging off, what? what? So, so she, 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 she'd obviously seen that there was blood dripping from somewhere, and I hadn't. And I, and I, the adrenaline or falling over, I didn't notice it. But when she lifted my hand up, and I could see it was just hanging on by a bit of meat. That's when I was like, "Fuck, man! There's there's some badness going on here." So she took me over to my mum. Uh, wrapped it up in a, a tea towel and drove me straight to A and E, uh, and I had, I think I had like six inject different injections in that finger, um, and I was absolutely petrified of needles at that point. And they said we're going to have to, you know, obviously you're going to have to sew it back together and stitch it up. And I was like, I, like you can't do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. And they're like, how else is it going to heal? And I said, just, just, just leave it. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, but no, that to uh, sew it back together. But only um, people on Patreon will be able to see this. But I am raising my finger to the camera, and you can see oh, how. Yeah, I've bent. seen that before on a night out yeah, when I'm mashed it, up. Every time I look at your finger and go, "What? What? What did happen to your finger?" Fuck. Yeah, fuck. and then uh, like when you like it, just like you can see it doesn't go down. It's just fucked. That's mm. the one my daughter did recently. And this is the, just look at it. Fucking. Do you use that finger to get extra sort of? You can get reach angles inside the panani that you can't that normal. Yeah, can't I was reach. just I was just doing that. I was just doing that on the pa- for like, <laughs> Patreon. But yeah, yeah, it's exactly it. Straight on the spot, bro. The part of this can't reach. It is a complex. <laughs> it is like it, it must be difficult for young men, and it, it has been difficult for for young men to approach a vagina for the first time, going. What's all this about? There's a lot going on down there. There's loads of sort of erogenous zones. There's stuff inside. There's stuff outside. There's the the labia. Like, what's that for? And you're just like, what? like, it's. It, I I don't think enough credit is given to young men who are good at sex. <laughs> you're gonna make Mickey unwell, Flav. He doesn't like talking about the vagina. Oh yeah, do you know? Uh, that? Not 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 at nine o'clock in the morning, you dickhead. <laughs> Talking about vulvas at nine o'clock in the morning, it's like what is fucking the matter with you? Well, it's not fairly over my eyes. Well, who's doing that? It's seven. It's seven seven p.m. T T was giving me sex ed at fucking like three minutes past nine. I was like, geez, it's like wait until I've had my like third Boys, coffee and then I'll be we, to we, go. We are going to get into the Bentancor injury and all the fucking fallout of the horrendous weekend we've had as Spurs fans, but. Do do you guys remember sort of first being confronted with a Panani? Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you look at it going like, "I wish I had a Rubik's cube"? That was easier. <laughs> a Rubik's cube would be easier right now. <laughs> anyway, I uh, don't know. I just kind of um, it's a bit like when you when you when people learn how to swim in certain countries, you know, you just kind of get thrown into the pool and just kind of figure it out. That's kind of what I did. You, know, you mean certain countries? What do you mean certain countries? You just get loved into the water. Give me one specific and then one. You just swim. Hmm? Give, me, give me a specific country. Um, 
I'm not, I don't think everyone in Barbados learns this way, <laughs> but my mate learned that way. I was going to go Trinidad and Tobago, but you went Barbados. Fair enough. Yeah, Barbados. It's, it's not it's not third not necessarily third world countries but over here obviously we have like tutors and they give you floats and shit but in, in Ireland that's fine about the sea just get lobbed in just get on with it mate <laughs> it's true lobbed in a, lobbed in a harbour <laughs> if, and if, the happens. If, if he comes up he could be a good son <laughs> um, Connor G sent in the question he says what's more fragile our bat line or that Chelsea fellow's chin um, so again, another thing we've got to talk about before we get into the Spurs stuff, because we're going to get into the Spurs stuff, but did you guys see, obviously we all saw what happened over the weekend, um, West Ham versus Chelsea. I've seen this situation a million times over at Spurs, uh, where you get a some geezer sort of piping up, bouncing around, think he's the yard geezer, and then someone decides to check him. And uh, what yeah. we saw was Harry, if you haven't seen it, look, just go on the internet Type in, uh, go, go on Twitter, type in Chelsea Mug. I'm sure you'll find this geezer. He's bouncing around, giving it the big, uh, big I am. And this kid who, he couldn't have been older than 20, maybe younger. The kid who got done was maybe 16, 17, 18. But the, this kid who was like half his size, had really thick glasses on, just tagged him massively. Dropped him after all that bravado, dropped him and... Um, and then there was uh, another video of the, the Chelsea kid in, in a wheelchair being wheeled along, looking very sorry for himself. And the worst part of it is this, he decided to do another video when he was in hospital with his mum and his sister or whoever it was, his what? girlfriend. I've not seen that. Yeah, and they're, they're yeah. Like, he, obviously his mum's distraught because his uh, son's just been flattened at the football. And his girlfriend, I'd assume, or his sister's distraught because she understands social media and, and this geezer's become a fucking joke because... Like I say, he's, give, he's he's giving it the big I am. He got got checked, and you know he wasn't about that life. And um, he decides to hold the camera up and start laughing. You're like, what are you laughing at, mate? You made a joke. You're you're a joke already. What what surprised me is that there's blokes at football or elsewhere bouncing up and around like like they can't like they can take anyone's punch and they'll be 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 okay. Like you, you've got to realise that today is a, 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 the day of the internet and the camera phone, right? Not the camera phone. It's even that, ten years ago it was that, but you can get caught doing anything bad. And at football, there are camera phones everywhere, so you can act like an absolute fucking bellend, bouncing up and down, and then someone actually goes, "Yeah, all right, well, you, you, you're offering it, so I'll have some." And then he he just lands a punch on this geezer's chin, and he's just gone. And you're like. Not only is your chin gone, but you're also your 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 credit, your social credit is gone as well. So it's, you gamble so much. It was uh, it was. Pathetic. The thing is, there was there was no like um, divide. I think it was like Chelsea fans walking past the West Ham end or whatever. And if you are mixing like that in a London derby and you are giving it to to like that much like bouncing on your toes and he was just being a real kind of like aggravator in the whole situation. Someone is, someone is going to try something and you, and you would have brought it on by yourself. Like I've been to enough uh, London derbies, away games or wherever where I've got in fine. I've come out fine. I'm not like fucking bouncing around on my toes and stuff like that. Um, because I don't fancy myself as, as some geezer that wants it. Um, but yeah, he he completely deserved it for we, the we, way he 
with his acting. I had a similar situation at Spurs versus Chelsea again. Chelsea, um, and I'm, I'm I'm sure a lot of Chelsea fans think that they're like proper hard because of what Chelsea w- used to be or what their fans that their, their, their firm used to be. I had a massive reputation. Chelsea headhunters, right? Huge rep- reputation. So it was on Wembley Way in, in 2008 when Woodgate scored the goal for us to, to beat them. And I was walking down Wembley, Wembley Way along with many, many other fans. And the geezer, old, much older than me, maybe probably the age I was, I am now, um, just started on me thinking I was on my own, not knowing that my brother, Ryan, was just behind me and saw what had happened. And uh, geezer was starting on me and my brother flew over my left shoulder and that it was over it was done and just thinking like what 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 are people getting up to why are you going to football if you're not Ooh. about it if you're not like if you're not like involved or you fancy a ruck even if you do fancy a ruck knowing that that right now there's there's fucking cameras everywhere and, and, and you're gonna be an utter embarrassment to everybody just don't rear up but the problem is here kids it's a drug called cocaine and you forget about yeah. it. <laughs> it's be- a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine's one hell of a drug. It, it will get you in trouble. It will make you forget all about phones and cameras everywhere. And it'll make you think you are on top of the world until you get slumped and the come down comes and then your mum's on your shoulder and your girlfriend's on your forearm. And your dad's wearing a belly hiding from the world because you've embarrassed him. Yeah, you've embarrassed him. <laughs> Don't be one of those cunts. Um... Imagine if this lad had NordVPN installed. Uh, he'd, he'd, <laughs> he would have never been. He would have never been tagged. If you're behaving badly, if you're behaving badly like he was, uh, looking at stuff online like niche adult search engines. You know when you get through the first page or two and you, you can't quite find what you want. You get to three or four, and then you know there's viruses in them websites. The NordVPN will. Uh, sort your shit out so you don't have to be embarrassed. Ma- imagine like your your family laptop having to p- be sent into the local center, uh, the PCI center, to to sort you out. Um, NordVPN protect you from all of that. It's exclusive NordVPN deal. Um, it's NordVPN.com forward slash fighting cock. Risk free, 30, ba- 30 day money back guarantee. Um, um, also, also um, NordVPN have got um, a tour. Um, option. So What's if that? you use Tor for the dark web, then yeah, there's that too. Okay. If there you know, you, you know. If you don't, don't ask. Yeah. If you want a dead baby off the dark web, then uh... <laughs> yeah, if, if you urgently need time off, then yeah. <laughs> the boss is a cunt to just get one in. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Leicester game. James Swan, he says, uh, how did we go from um, we're, we're looking all right and the season starts now after the City game uh, and suddenly it's all completely fucked and the season's over in the space of a week. Uh, a week is a long game, boys. I was on the overlap six days ago and I was saying how confident I was going into the last part of the season and uh, one awful performance and an injury to Ben Sankor changes everything completely, doesn't it, Rick? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't really know what to say, to be honest, mate. Um, good job I'm on this pod, as I've got nothing to say. No, I'm just none literally... Of us do, after, 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 um, after the game against City, the way we performed, um, the way I felt coming away from it, like you've just said, 
like we've got a bit of run of games that I thought looked looked all right. Um, and the announcement that we're kind of like I, I think the, the the announcement that we're like back to full full squad health, and then the the Basuma news came through. Um, yeah, broken. But anyway, ankle. so. I, yeah, I, I was feel, I was feeling um, feeling optimistic anyway that uh, Richie was back, and a couple of other players are back as well. Um, and then obviously the performance against Leicester, the injury to Bentham Kerr, the uh, Cess is out for another four to six weeks with a hammy. So uh, Perisic, the old boy, is going to be playing in all of our games. It looks like. Uh, Basuma fractured uh, ankle or, or whatever it is. Stress fracture. Um, yeah, stress fracture. Um, so it's just, uh, and then against Milan, Huibier is uh, banned for the first game. Um, so it looks like we'll probably start in our centre mid pair, pairing of Skip and Saar. Yeah, we'll get onto that for sure. It just, yeah, it just feels a bit like. It's mad, isn't it? How like you are on top of the world, and then after one game, you are just laying at the bottom of the cliff, thinking, "How the fuck did I get down here again?" Yeah, I've never known a change like this. Like my mood has changed significantly, and it's not just it's not just about the um, it's not just about Bentancur. It's about the performance against Leicester as well, which was going to do at the end of this, but we do it now. It was it was really poor, wasn't it? it like T, like Brendan Rodgers outclassed Conte, like it, and it may have been about personnel, but he just it seemed like they were knew they knew exactly what they were doing, pressing our midfield, um, you know, like pushing the uh, what was the sort of right side of our defence or wing back role in Poro and Tanganga, which was <clears throat> an issue in itself. But they knew our weaknesses and they exploited them. They were they were like forget what Spurs were, Leicester were fucking unbelievable. I think that um, <clears throat> one of um, the flaws of Conte is that he's very <clears throat> sorry, inflexible. And uh, you almost probably think that Leicester probably had their team picked and formation and how they're going to play picked um, two, three weeks ago because, um, you know, similar formation, similar personnel, and they probably knew what they had to do. Um, but, you know, in football, it's feast or famine. And right now it's famine. But the week before was, you know, on top of the world after beating Man City. And, you know, as I always tell myself in these situations, it's not as bad as we think it is when we have these results. And it's not as great as we think it is when we when we beat Man City. Um, yeah. It's awful to lose. Um, I mean, I was going to ask you to give a timeline of the injuries throughout the week, Flab, but I don't think you want to relive that. But one thing, one injury Ricky missed out on was Hugo Lloris. Um, and shit, at the time, yeah. when, at the time when, when it was announced, that, oh, he's shit anyway, you know, forced to did all right against um, Brentford, I think it was, that he played against. Um, and... Forster came away with um, a lot of blame over over the weekend, as did our new signing. and got an absolute fucking pasting from our from our fans. So, what what what? I don't know. I think what what was sorry? it about Forster's performance that you thought was particularly bad, uh, or, or or did any, anyone think? I, I thought like could would Loris have saved any of those goals? I don't know. I think every you know everyone is just you know it's it's a it's a heavy loss four one. It could have been five one. Um, and I think, like, you're just looking for people to blame. You're angry, you're lashing out. But I do feel like he just, the agility that Hugo has, it just felt like he was a bit more, you know, top-heavy, a bit bumbling, kind of like, 
he, yeah, he just wasn't as mobile, didn't seem. I'm not saying that he would have saved any, uh, if Hugo was in goal, he would have saved any. Um, but yeah. it just did, he just didn't look yeah. as no, no, I, comfortable. I, he, he didn't look comfortable, but would the, the way he moves or how, how he looks is, is irrelevant to whether or not Lloris would have saved any of the goals that he didn't look out of position to me. He didn't look like I I I, I, don't, I don't think Forster was a problem in this game. I, I think the the issue. No, I, th- I think it's, I think it's one of uh, the problems that people are obviously lumping in because they are, you know, obviously hugely fucked off. What what I do want to say is like with that performance, it was fucking shite. It was I was so just. I don't even know if I was angry after it because I was, uh, you know, like when when your mum says she's not angry, she's disappointed. I was just disappointed in Tottenham. Like they'd gone that far down on my uh, kind of thoughts that they just disappointed me. But the first 10 minutes, um, we, I think there was like a, a, a near one-on-one um, opportunity for Perisic who I think he slightly overtouched the ball and then he screwed the ball wide. There was another one that got cut back to Bentancur and he um, put the ball over. There was another chance as well and we scored. Um, in the first 10 minutes, We, if those, if we got the rub of the green and those went in, the, the kind of game would have been completely different. But then it just swung so far into... Um, Leicester, uh, their momentum after they scored their first goal and then quick succession, they got the second goal. Their tails were up. The momentum had gone completely with them. And it was just like you were saying, Flav, like it's almost like Leicester had a read of what we were doing. And it was kind of like, you know, they, they knew that Porro is an attacking right wing back and they knew he was going to get forward and as soon as we get bought as soon as that they had a turnover in in possession it was to attack that space there run for it someone stick that ball in and that's exactly what they were doing and Poro got caught out quite a few times and then um like we're saying as well Tanganga in that position normally it'd be Romero uh, would Romero have done better would he have had a better read of the situation so a lot of stuff stacked up on, on that side. So it was a bit of a horror show for Poro for his first game. Uh, you know, it's it's the Premier League, different pace. Um, he's he's going to have time to adjust. But what I will say is the goal for um, Iheanacho that where Dyer kind of squared up to him. He had so much time to to Iheanacho to to carry the ball and size up what he was going to do, little shimmies, and Dyer didn't go in to, to get tight to him. He was, like, caught in what he was going to do. Um, he didn't make a challenge. It was just so... It, it was square on to him as well. Like, I just don't know what he was doing or attempting to do and defend that. And then he just opened his body up and just placed it in the corner. I was just... just dumbfounded at how he'd scored that. And then the other one where um, the the loose ball. Sorry, I'm going off on one. Sorry, <laughs> with, oh, uh, with Davies and his, and his misplaced pass, where he normally looks for that ball to 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 play inwards, to play in central midfield, and it was a shit ball to Kane. Kane lost it, and Dyer was so high up, 
um, on the pitch and out of position, as soon as they got the ball, they just put it back through to, I think it was, who was it? Was it Ian Acho? And then he put it into Madison, yeah. And it was just, how many times can we defend that badly? Like these individual mistakes. It was just fucking maddening, man. Like, but you say, I'm just but the so thing is, disappointed. The thing is, you say that there's all these bad defensive mistakes. How does a manager legislate for that? <clears throat> he can't not pick these guys. There's going to be someone no, shit in that, in that bat line. I mean, I don't know, maybe Sanchez over Tanganga might have made a small bit of difference, but you can't not pick um, four out of six of the axis of evil, <laughs> so to speak, which is um, everyone but Romero and maybe Longley gets a little bit of a blight. But the other four are players who we don't completely trust. And it's just, I mean, you're playing three at the back, you're going to have three, you're going to have at least two of those shit players in, in that axis. I mean, I think Flav, we spoke yesterday about um, we have, what, 10 defensive players, give or take, and only one of them, we could put a hand on hand on heart and say, that he's really good. The other nine are a bit like, well, we could probably do without them. And um, that's a concern because um, we've been sport, we've had um, Alde, we had peak Alderweireld, peak Vertonghen. <clears throat> And then we've had um, I think we had, when I think early on Dar was actually really really good, so we've had that for the last ten years or so. But now we're past the Vertonghen and Alderweireld era, and um, we've still got players who we didn't want to start, but they've got to start the bulk of our games now. And um... with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just, it's know, it's just, just so gone, Flav. Well, it's just, it's just crazy to me that, that there's... Uh, we, we, We've had a question here from, um, right, so the username is Enoch Levy out and it's at Enoch underscore Levy out. So you might, you might, you might get an idea about where <laughs> this, this. Yeah, what, what's his position like on, on the club management? Well, I'll tell you. Recruitment policy again showed, <laughs> has shown up. Losing our best midfielder and, of course, Biss with only Skip and Saar and Divine in reserve. We only need look at Man United, for example, players for their two midfield slots. Sorry, it's not written very well. But also the likes of Eriksen, Fernandes and Van der Beek. Years of poor planning. Um, I, I, I understand where your frustration comes from, Enoch slash Levy out at Enoch underscore Levy out. I get it, <laughs> right? But I don't think the midfield is, is where you blame... That's not the fucking problem here. It's not, it's not the problem. It's not. It's not. It's not the problem. That Basuma's injury and uh, Bentancur's injury, as well as having Hoybier, and then we've got Saar and Skip in, 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 in as a as a backup. That's probably how much, we're, we're more heavy in central midfield than we are anywhere else. Um, what you should be focusing on is probably the the centre backs, which is the fact that we've and we've said this so many times before, but we started another game with Tanganga. Dyer, Davies, and add Sanchez to any one of them if they didn't play. The fact that we're in that situation when all of those players were playing when Vertonga and Alderweireld were at the club and we haven't upgraded at all apart from Romero, 
who, if he doesn't play, we look like a relegation defence. Like, Dyer, Tanganga and Davies could get relegated from the Premier League. If they were playing for other clubs, they could get relegated. So how we've been left in a position where we have to play those those, those players over and over again. Like Tanganga, it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he's not good enough. But he's championship level. And he's starting a game for... A, he, he's taking the place of a, a World Cup winner. Someone who just won the World Cup in, 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 in the summer. He's not fit, so the, 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 the replacement is Tanganga. And if it isn't Tanganga, why isn't it Sanchez? And and, and and if even if it is Sanchez, then it's not it's still not good enough. <coughs> Our defence is a shambles and it should have been improved long, long time ago, but it it hasn't been. That's the thing as well. Like uh, one thing I would like to say to the uh the Enoch out account. Um I agree, like, instead of midfielders, but defenders, like, we were known towards the end of the season and the summer, our target is that left centre-back role. And we went for, tried to get Bastoni, Vardio, any other names you can throw in there. We had an entire summer to sort this out, and and, and we didn't. We we ended up getting long lay on loan. And look where we are at the moment. It's just... The why, shit, why, isn't why, it? Why, 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 why didn't why do we get anyone in? The people that we wanted and pay the money. That's what, uh, and, we're, and we're left with Davies, Longley, Dyer. Just yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I feel really bad, like coating them off. Like you know, they're, they're Tottenham players. We're not coating them uh, off though. They the rule. They're doing. Oh, their, they're, they're giving everything. They, 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 they are. They play to the best of their ability, Ricky. It's not, we're not coating them off by criticising them. We're, by criticising them, we're criticising what, whatever method has gone into fixing the defence. And at the moment, it just feels like Paratici's come in and he's done incredible work. And he signed one centre-back in... He did sign Romero, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So he signed Romero and that was it. But like, like criticising their inability to play at this level or, or at least cost us goals isn't like a slight... We're not digging these players out. They're just coming on and doing the best they can. But um, being in this situation where you have to play those back three, where it be Sanchez, Dyer, Davies or Tanganga, all of them, if if any of those those four have to play together, then we have major problems. It's been evident over and over and over again. It's mad, isn't it? Because if you like, <laughs> even if it's like third round of the League Cup, and I'd be like, "Oi, Flav, who we got in? Who we got centre back? Davies, Dyer, Tanga. Oh, fucking hell, man! We got we got Colchester. We're probably going to lose that with those three at the back. We're starting a Premier League game it's against funny. fucking Leicester, it's, coming back into form, and that's who we're banking on. It's funny you said Colchester because we got knocked out with against Colchester. With Davies, San- Sanchez, and Tanganga, no, and Dyer in in that in that defence, we're playing about four. But <laughs> oh my oh, god, fuck yeah. it! The, the, the thing is, is that um, I mean, kind of giving a little bit of um, you know, brightness among all this all this darkness is that um, at least we signed Longley. I mean, Longley isn't. I don't think any of us want to keep him after the loan spell finishes, but he's been all right. He's not. He's not a massive upgrade on Davies by any stretch of the imagination, and he's obviously not Bastoni. I'm not saying that it's him, but at least he's there. 
they can do a job and he's okay. I feel historically we wouldn't have even got him. Um, he's on um, 205 grand a week at Barcelona. Is he really? And to keep him, yeah, and yeah. to keep him, that's what we'd have to match that salary, which won't happen. And he's, and I think he's, he's been reported that um, his future hinges on Conte. Mate, if, Hon, if Conte keeps him on, man, I hope his fucking gallbladder bursts, man. Fuck that shit. We ain't got one. Fuck him. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> well, um, I hope his appendix bursts then. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it, it, this is this this is this is where we find ourselves. Like, it, it, like we, we we find ourselves if Romero isn't playing with, you know, lower lower Premier League level defenders. Maybe Dyer's probably above it a little bit, but but not where we need to be as 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 a club. And then you got. I talked about this on the um, five statements podcast we did after the the Leicester game, and um, Daniel Daniel Levy's statement. He's he's um, his reaction to the revenue and and, and the P and L that was posted the other day was that we can't compete with the market influencers or the people that manipulate the market. Chelsea, Newcastle. You know, even United with the wages they pay in Man City, we can't. Yeah, we yeah Man City as well. We we can't compete with those. But 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 there's two things. Firstly, we should be able to compete with Chelsea about Koulibaly. I know Koulibaly isn't hasn't sort of pulled up trees in the Premier League. Before he joined, he was you know a, a, a world class centre back, and it may have been a mistake. But the fact is, we should have been in that conversation. We wasn't. You think um, so? I think we should have been yeah, like. Yeah. I, I think. Do you know how much he's on? Do you know how much he's on? How much? I, I, I'm fairly certain it's three hundred grand. That neighbourhood. How do you know I, how much everyone's yeah, been? What, yeah. Been what, paid. what you? What you? What, what, you, what you got? Who you been you fingering? Got? Ricky, you know I, I love like the roller decks. I like to bullet put a number of things. Obviously, it doesn't work on a podcast, but um, with Longley, I think I'm um, Football Insider, that wonderful source. Says that um, Longley's future is linked to Conte, and it linked to salary. Whereas well, on our Barcelona, it's two hundred and five grand a week, which probably explains why they're in so much trouble. But it's, and Koulibaly is Koulibaly on three hundred grand a week. He's on circa that much. Okay, he's, right. he's on a lot of money. He's okay. probably um, right. um, I, I, I do give you a general point is that um, no, let, let, we let, are... can I readdress then? Because because you've no, no, you've, sorry, go on, go on. you've exposed me a little bit. And 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 because of that, no, 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 don't. That, I mean, the, you're right to because sometimes you just, I, I get an idea in my head and I'm just, I'm like, I ten toes into it. Um, so no, I How wouldn't, I, I wouldn't Koulibaly for fifty million plus three hundred grand a week. I wouldn't want that. Um, and I do want to be, I, I do want the club to be involved in those sort of level of, of transfers. And I understand that um, Daniel Levy and Enoch can't compete. At that level, I do, I get that, I understand. But he, he, what my issue with that statement was, we we can't compete with these these, these teams that are manipulating the market. Now, I agree, Daniel. You can't. We might be able to if you just fucked off. If you just went away, then maybe we would be able to compete with all of these other teams around us who are killing it. What the the the, the what the what where we have to be a little bit pragmatic about this is that maybe Daniel Levy is right about the financial fair play and the regulations and the things that are going to come into play that makes us 
at least be able to compete with the rest of Europe or certainly, forget even Europe, the rest of the teams in our own league. But what if he's wrong? What what if financial play, fair play doesn't have any teeth? What if, you know, um, that what he's banking on is a, regulatory, a, regu- a regulated market where someone who runs a football club like he does, who's like super smart, like really intelligent and, and really understands what, what value is and, and looks at what other clubs are doing where that's not value. What what he, he considers, and I think everybody considers what uh, Man City have done in the past is not value and what Chelsea are doing isn't value. Like Mudrick over an eight and a half year contract on untold money, loads of money across that, that 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 contract probably isn't good value when you don't know how well that player is going to perform in the Premier League. Maybe he's right, but it's really hard. You're you're asking a lot from a fan base to, 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 to for our, you're asking them to reconcile project projections like financial projections, what a club will and won't be able to do in three or four years' time. You're asking your fan base to say. No, we understand that like, while we, we can't compete with these other clubs right now, we understand that, that, that this is not where Spurs are, but there will be regulations in place in future that mean that we can compete. You're asking a lot of a fan base who just wants to enjoy their team playing football on the pitch. That, that's, is this from that's a statement? Major. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's from is that from a statement. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, not, I've not read or listened to the statement, but um, it's pretty boring. It feels a little bit. It feels a little bit gaslighty in the sense that um, there are clubs like Brentford and Brighton, not to say that we should take their policy, who are finding value by whatever method they're using. People like, you know, Matoma, Ivan Tony, they're finding these these players at lower salaries. Cucurella, and Basuma. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there was an era when we were doing that, I think in the mid-noughties, where we had um, the young English core and, you know, surrounding it with good talent. I feel that Levy's got to accept responsibility for a lot of bad transfer windows, particularly since 2019. You know, we had um, Undumbele, Lichelso, um Sessignon and Clark. And all four of those guys are going to be gone in the summer. And that's fucking terrible. Um, I don't want to turn this into a, a Levy debate again because, you know, we've got other stuff to talk about. But I feel that Levy has to accept that the recruitment has not been great over the last five or so years. Um, Kulisevsky and Bentancourt and Romero are little green shoots and all this. And Udogi scored yesterday for Udinese, and that looks good. I don't know what his defending is like, because um, the thing with Poro is that Poro looked bad on Saturday, but someone made a good point on Twitter that um, Poro is in a team that are that have the ball for the majority of the game, so it looks great. But Spurs are a team who doesn't have the ball because we like to counter-attack. So how will Poro look in that formation? And Udogi, we've got to bear in mind next season, he's young. And if he does start badly, as Poro has done, don't get on to him because this is a different animal. I mean, if Conte stays and we're playing the same way, we're not going to have the ball a lot of the time. And he's going to have to defend an awful lot more than he does at the moment. Well, like when we played Sporting, they, they played on the counter-attack and Poro was incredible. So I think I think there's there's something in them. We, we, I don't I don't want to talk about Poro because it's unfair to criticise his performance. And he, he well, you got to, but I'm saying you got to think domestically though as well. Yeah, yeah, domestically, there's not many better teams than than Lisbon around. So 
Fair enough. But I, I mean, you're right. Still have gone on two powers. On the uh, the levy statement, and it just kind of felt like, you know, like with the FFP, and we need to show that we, I've got the income coming in, and it's kind of like I am holding all these concerts and building hotels and museums and regenerating the area and getting all this income so that we're able to compete. Whereas I think that's what Levy wants to do. He wants to kind of build this business arm. So we've got it coming in, but it's, it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't go back into the team. Like we're concerned and we want a new center back. We want a new attacker for Kane to play with. We want this, but he wants the other things, the things that are going to bring in more money with a, with a spin as to say, I'm I'm only doing it for you so we can get the best players. But then if you're not spending that money and you're not willing to compete with everyone else, then it's, you know, we're always, we're never going to be on the same paths. We're never going to, why, why share that same philosophy? Why, why can't we be the market like movers? Why can't we be the, the the team on the front foot? Why can't we distort the market? Yeah, fuck like, like yeah, yeah. What what? Where, where is your prudence? Where, where, when is your prudence going to satisfy the fan base? That's the thing. Is like there's nothing that's happened. Like if you if you, I I, I love to be critical of Levy because I genuinely to this day think that he's done a good job and 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 yeah. Tottenham as an entity, both for the fan base and the business, he's done a good job. But it's come to a point now where you think, but well, you've got to push on. You've got to now. So you 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 you've really you've broken the glass ceiling to what we were previously. You've done that. I get it. But what's next? And it always feels like Spurs are just behind every all the other top four or five clubs in the Premier League. Now, why we shouldn't be is because we're in the top four, five, no, fifth richest clubs in in world football. World football. That's not including Real Madrid and Barcelona. That's world football, and the top four are or top five are English clubs. One of which at the top is Man City, and and that's why you look at them and what they're doing, and you, you realise that these things can be manipulated. Do you know, just you know, we haven't discussed. We've got to come on to what Ben Tenkor's injury means to the rest of our season. But Pep Guardiola is a fucking worm, isn't he? Because he's just going like, ask Daniel Levy why why we're having to ask these questions. Like, ask these other nine Premier League clubs that won us out, like, won us out of the at the Premier League. Mate, you can't you can't just go. All right, well, you know, I, I used to finger birds back then, but now it's unacceptable. So don't, don't like, because my, my, the, the, these other blokes like think that's an issue. Don't, like, don't, don't listen to them. Forget about what I did in the past. That's what uh, Pep Guardiola's saying. Is, is not, <laughs> I don't know why I use finger birds. That was a very, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a very peculiar interview, man. I mean, um, I just don't get. I used to do it, but I don't do it. Was, um... The club I used to do. My dad used to finger bird. Don't blame us now, because my dad stopped. He stopped doing that ages ago. Because I, I, I'm not doing that right now means that like and and your your mate that that thought that that I used to like my dad used to do it. Don't blame me. That's what it is. My dad <laughs> it's, it's, doesn't it's... finger birds anymore. Ergo, let me just get on with what I'm trying to do, which is crack on with ten it's out so... of tens. 
It, it's so bizarre. I mean, there's two things. Um, I watched a little bit of um, Saturday Social and there was a City fan on there with Robbie. And he felt very proud of um, Pep Guardiola because um, he's like, well, what if we're not guilty? I think the Cass, what is that like a European... No, but I'm saying, what if it's a CAS? Is there like they're like an arbitrary European company? Yeah, yeah, organization sort of thing. So Man City got off then, I believe, and so it's probably said, "Well, no, they paid a fine. What, they what didn't get off. again. They they paid a fine. They didn't get off. They paid a fine." So they're probably thinking it could be the same now. So, um, yeah. so they're kind of he's 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 proud of Pep for standing up against him. I thought it's a bit weird, and I saw something else on Sky News yesterday, where um. Melissa Reddy, Darren Lewis, and I think Vicky Gummersaw were talking. And I think Melissa Reddy is obviously one of the journos who asked the questions to the managers at a press conference. And I think they kind of thought, well, can we really ask Man- um, Pep Guardiola about the going to Man City? He's probably going to straight back the answers. I think um, I think Klopp um, kind of batted the answers away to not ask about it. But Pep kind of went in 10 toes. I just found it so weird. Um you know him. Him actually naming Daniel Levy was just peculiar because you know Daniel Levy is at the forefront of all of this. So he's the one in the. Do you know how influential do we, do we Daniel? Know that? Well, no, no, I know. I know that Daniel Levy is super influential in the Premier League. And bear in mind that the Premier League fundamentally is the the main clubs in inside the league. So when he said, talks about nine clubs, these are nine clubs that are never getting relegated or won't get relegated in the next five years. So, but Daniel Levy. He, he remember bearing in mind, Daniel Levy is the the um is is one of the chairman that that championed Scudamore. Was it Scudamore that got like a massive payout when he was the pre- Premier League uh, chief? And he and uh, Daniel Levy um sort of proved that the golden handshake it was like five hundred thousand pounds from every Premier League club yeah, I mean, that was given to him. Well. Yeah, and it, it and that that was because Daniel Levy appreciates the fact that Scudamore, I think it was Scudamore, who uh, who created such a brand around the Premier League to um that, that that 500 grand in his pocket after he left given the fact that we'd benefited from hundreds of millions of pounds of syndication around the world meant that you know Danny Levy is going to have uh, sort of favor amongst the the you know the upper echelons of the Premier League so I can appreciate Pep Guardiola attacking Daniel Levy but perhaps Daniel Levy has a, a position of you know this isn't right, is it, boys? Because there are rules, and they're not they're not following them. And I'm trying to like I'm getting fucking drilled by my fan base for not <laughs> not spending loads of money when you've said the rules are this, and now and they're these lot are doing what they want. I'm I'm the fucking I'm I'm the student at the front of the room here. Just help me out here. That. That's what it is. That's exactly it. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That's exactly uh, <laughs> I mean, um, as I said earlier on, it's got to take responsibility for the shitty transfer windows. But when you got Chelsea giving people eight-year contracts, he's got to kind of like ask a question, hasn't he? 
Would you would you would you swap every all of the sort of you know well run business that Spurs have have had? You know, Daniel Levy has done an incredible job of slowly building Spurs up to what we are right now. And we're rightfully in our place as one of the top ten clubs in Europe based on his activity as uh, you know the chairman of the football club, regardless of what we've done on the pitch. Would you swap that for any, uh, for all of the feelings that Chelsea, uh, sorry, sorry, Chelsea or, or Man City fans have had by cheating in the last twenty years? Go on, Rick. I'm gonna say no because I've always been quite proud of the way that we've built our club up from where it was to where it is now, um, and I am absolutely starved for trophies absolutely like that's all I, like, I just want us to win a premier league or the european cup just one just just one of them and i'll never win the league cup fa cup again i can i'll just bid it all off just give me one of the big ones right and i will i'll, I'll stop asking i will stop asking you forever football gods but like i just can't like if we did win it and it's like hey we, we spent all this money we've got a you know seven premier league trophies and then Goonies be like well you just bought it anyone can do that like it means nothing you, you've just bought everything I want to do it the right way and that's I want I want to do it in the way that it will rub everyone else up the wrong way in the worst possible way so if we got loads of money and we started winning like three European Cups and this that and the other because we had money we're buying leagues and all that lot it's just not as fun as finally landing a punch on someone and being like fucking have that i get the fun and i get the appeal but i probably still would rather not win it in that way personally yeah yeah i think on my deathbed if someone asked me like would you want to have done it that way i'd probably say no but we're in a good position in this this instance because like chelsea and and Man City, all their success, we know it means nothing. It's never meant anything. Like Man City fans have never wound me up ever. City fans, uh, no. uh, Chelsea fans, never wound me up. It's gonna be fucking horrible if Arsenal win the league. That will wind me. They drew at Brentford. They drew at Brentford. Uh, Man City go to Arsenal. If if Man City beat, oh God, I don't even want to talk about that. But I, I'm actually going to be watching watching the Man City game, Arsenal. I think I will too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Ben Tancor. He, he, you know, out of all the players that could have been significantly injured, we haven't had an ACL at Spurs ever. I don't think. We have it's been a while. I can't think of last. <laughs> Some of the last one, Bolly Dembele, I guess, but can't think of any. Because we've got such, such a good medical team, isn't it? That's why. They're amazing. If there was a player out of this current squad that you wouldn't want to have, uh, have got an ACL, I think I think Ben Tancor might have been there. That he might have been the last play, player I'd want. I really, I, do, do, do you get what I'm saying, boys? Yeah, Why? yeah, because he 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 fulfills so many roles. He's very important in our press. He's important defensively. He chips in the goals. He just does everything, and um, you know. Um, I'm probably going to refer to basketball a lot in these situations, but fuck it, I'm going to do it so. But basketball is, is five players on the court, but there's always that one player who just does a bit of everything. 
whether they can, you know, be player at the number five position, which is like the tallest player on the pitch, center. And Bentecourt can play tall, he can play small, he can play quick, slow. He can just do it all. He's that to our team. And the fact is that for nine months is terrible. The only bright spot about it, about that is that we're not going to sell him in the summer because he's injured. So, hey, he'll be a Tottenham player next season. So that's the only bright side <laughs> I see in all this. The only bright thing about this, I was like, there is no fucking bright thing <laughs> about this. Yeah, what you just said, I hope that makes you happy, T. But that, that, that doesn't You make... were like, oh, you... mate, when I thought I put you, were like, oh, then you're like, oh, yeah, we've got to sell him. No, no, no. We've got to sell him. <laughs> he would never have been sold in the summer. He's four years. He got... would have. He's got four years left on his contract. It would have been 150. He's amazing. No, no. I he's can't... amazing. I know he's amazing. I know he's fucking, that's why I'm so fucking frustrated because he's so good. <laughs> He's, he would have cost but, £100 million pound in the summer if Real Madrid wanted to buy him. But, but Flav, you made, you made a point earlier on that it's not a position that we're starved in. I mean, don't be wrong. He's, we are fucking right now. It's a massive we're starved. loss. We are now. Yeah. But right now, we're we, starved. We like starved. Fucking famine. We, we liked what we saw of Saw. Um, we don't get it. But not going point. into a fucking last 16 and a Champions League final. Yeah, but look at it. Look at, when, when you played AC Milan last year, right? Um... Look up in your own time. Look up that starting team. It was fucking garbage. I think we, I think Modric wasn't even fit for that game. It was a really bad game. I think we had Sandro and Palacios in midfield, and and we done it. It's a better Milan team as well. So, you know, I think there's a lot of positives to take. Ibrahimovic from was play, playing team in that game. Start. Yeah, I saw I saw him and um, Ronaldinho in the flesh. I think Ronaldinho played that game. But definitely Ronaldinho played. But um, I think that there's still. I mean, Benton Core is a player that we don't want to get injured. I think we'll all agree on that. It's at least in the top two of players who we don't want to get injured what, with that injury. If there, if there and was, it's fucking awful. If there's another player in our squad that you wouldn't want an ACL on, who would it be? Well, Harry Kane. No, don't, don't, yeah. don't say Harry Kane because Harry Kane's not getting sold this summer if he has an ACL. So Harry Kane, 100%, give him the ACL. Okay, Romero. Romero. Yeah, Romero. Defensively, as I've said, we've got 10 defensive players. And he's, he's the only good one. So be him. 100% Romero. ACL, ACLs for everyone. ACLs for everyone. If you have, if you have to give another, another player an ACL, instead of Pentancourt, bear in mind it could end their career, who would it be? Ricky, uh, I, I can, yeah. no, Ricky, I know you're saying Tanganga. And, and the thing with, with giving Tanganga an ACL is that he may never carve a career out in football ever again. Are you going to do that to a man? Nah, I don't want to do that to anyone. I will. Fuck him. Not good enough. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> you see, you see. back in the day, there's a podcast called Hardcore History, but I think it's, I forget the guy's name, something Carlin. And those podcasts were five hours each. And um, if you named the players, I want to have an ACL and that's per squad, it'd be longer than that podcast because <laughs> even under nines, which is not fucking under nines, but fuck them. <laughs> fuck them kids. What's his name? We got we got we got a kid called Tyron Booth or something. Yeah, him. He's it, gone. He played he went to Stoke. Yeah, Oakley still Booth. still him, still him. Um, Even now. Uh, so we obviously we, we haven't got Ben Tancor and uh, we you know Hoybier will be back, but he's suspended. Um, we're going to do a preview tomorrow morning for if you're a patron, you can listen to it. But if, for those that aren't patrons. What what's your feeling going into San Siro? The fact we have Saar and Skip, They're, those are our two guides. 
I just want to, before you respond, what? before you respond, Rick, remember that, that Klopp, that's Klopp, that's fucking, so Conte was banging on about how good Skip was a year ago from now. If you reverse 12 months, Skip wasn't injured. And uh, and Conte was talking about, or maybe he was injured, but uh, Conte was talking about our our um, medical team and, and, and like, we, we don't know and maybe he's he is good and maybe he's ready to play and he's not ready to play and and, and he was just talking um, skip up as a player that that could really kick on at Spurs he's had so many injuries he's come back this season hasn't had an opportunity because we signed Basuma and, and Bentancourt last season can skip can we need one of them to step up if it's not Saar if it's not Skip someone has to step up next to Hoybier. Um yeah I think uh, I, I can see them stepping up into the fact that they will have a few good games against a few teams where we'll be like oh they had a really good game uh, maybe there is something in there but I don't think it's going to be to the point where they're going to hit the ground running and it's going to be like fuck why didn't we play them from the start they like they we, we'll like we may get a result out in Milan. We may get results here, there, and everywhere. But um, I don't think it's going to be to the point where we're going to fall off our chairs with the performances that we, we've just overlooked so that these young kids have been sitting there like, fuck, why didn't we play them before? But what I will say of Saar, that when he has played, um, he, he's, he's looked great. I really do what? think his his win his ceiling, sorry, is uh, greater than Skip's, and I just feel like he, um, if he gets a good run of games, I really do feel like he could do something. It, I think Skippy, when he was when he did come back from his injury and he was playing, and it was yeah cameo roles, and it's not like starting week in week out. He looked very rusty, and he didn't look like he was on it in, in comparison to someone like. Saar, who's not carrying an injury, and um, that they've they've been quite uh, consistent. Did you see Saar's face when he came on? Well, well after Bentancourt <laughs> got, got, got after Bentancourt went off with uh, ACL, and, and and as soon as I saw the replay, um, you know he went down and he saw the replay, and 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 it was his left. He was holding on to his left knee, and there was no impact at all. And you saw the slight twist. It was such a, such a slight twist, and it's surprising it doesn't happen to more Premier League footballers. Or, or any any professional footballers, where it's just this, where your your boot sticks in the turf and you turn a slight and way slight way, and you're out for eight months. That's that's what happened. But as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, oh fuck. But Saar came on, and it looked like it was his birthday. I'm, I'm sure he's not concentrating on what's happening with Ben Tancor, and he's just a young kid, and he just wants opportunities. The fact that he's that excited to be on the pitch means that. This is a player who's up for it. It's not a player who's scared. Yeah. So maybe Saar will be the guy. But I think Skip, I, I just, I feel that there's such a player in in, in Skip. I really do. I, 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 I really think that he can get on the pitch, impose his, his abilities and, and, and his mentality and his physical attributes and, and, and do a good job. He's not as bad as people think he is right now. It's not such a drop. Yeah. It's just it, it, it has his injury affected him significantly. That's that's my my worry. I think uh, Jose, when he started playing him, he said he's a, he's a future 
captain for Tottenham. Yeah. So he thought high skip. But the comparison of Skip and Saar to Bentenker, I just think they do d- different jobs. I think it's quite big in the fact of what they do. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how we adapt to that. I think Skippy's more um, plays higher up the can play higher up the pitch and more of a, an attacking role because he has played that for Tottenham previously uh, when we have had injuries. Um, so yeah, it's, it is going to be and, and Benzenkut is is normally that for for us. So uh, if it was so, Huibia is obviously. Uh, suspended against Milan so I, I would assume that Sar would take uh, his place and Skippy would take um, Bentancur's place and then going forward it would be Hoybier and then I don't know is Scar, Scar is Sar going to play that more advanced role or will it be Skip don't know going to be fucking mad though yeah I think I, I, I generally think that the, the stock of either Skip or Saar will rise significantly towards the end of the season. Because they're not bad players. They're good players. So they have all the opportunity right now. Because Basuma's not there. Conte can't do anything else other than pick Skip or Saar. And both those players will play minutes in every game. So maybe this will be a a wonderful foundation for both of them to bloom. Because they would never have this opportunity this season if Basuma and obviously Bentancourt weren't weren't there, if they were there, they they wouldn't be playing. They wouldn't be playing. So maybe this opportunity will, you know, catapult them to being better players. Forcing Conte's hand might be a good thing. Yeah, he's got no choice. He's got no choice. <laughs> it's midfield, is he? Okay, I think that's all right, boys. I think I think we've done done all right. Is there anything else? Oh, actually, uh, we've got a question here from Zeus. Oh, Zeus. Uh, if you get, if you had to get rowed by every player we had to, sorry, I'm, I can't see my, two seconds. If you had to get rowed by every player we have to reverse time and save Bentancourt from getting injured, would would you? You're asking if you want, if <laughs> if we would get. So every player would have sex with us. Presuming that they were into it. Every single one of our squad. That's 30 men. But no, no, no. No. It's not that deep. I think that um Maybe Sarah would be alright. You know, if I, if, I was, if I was one of these guys who um, you know, lived and died for Spurs, then yeah, but but no, no. Um you know, as 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 Flavis said already, um field is fine, you know, without Benton Core. I mean, you know, kind of, um, if I could wish it was someone else, it'd probably be Hung Min Son based on this form. I'm going to have half of South Korea come for me based on saying that he's been garbage. And um, yeah, um, no, nah, I would not want the team to row me. And um, I'd want yeah, the team I mean, to row you. Eh? Hmm? I'd love to see the, the team row you. It'd be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. I mean, you get, get, maybe a mil- get maybe a million views, a few more followers to the podcast. No, about, I reckon I'd about, 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 about 50, 60 quid. Yeah, I'd definitely pay for Adult Empire that clip. But the um, <laughs> it would be the uh, it'll be about the forty-five minutes where you just look at the camera wide-eyed. Tears running down my face. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'd like to see. All right, cheers, boys. 
Cheers. <laughs> Speak soon. <laughs> Bye. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.